Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Yo, Ali, you see me work with Blockboy JB Drake, Offset 21 Savage. Right now I'm rocking with Ina Esco, a Verbally Effective Podcast. You dig? Hey guys, it's Ina Esco, the host of the Verbally Effective Podcast, the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment. And hey guys, I need you to subscribe to the pod on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Amazon, I'm talking about Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. If you listen to a particular platform for your podcast, I need you to hit that subscribe button. Also on YouTube as well, the Ina Esco YouTube channel. Let's get right into it. You heard one of the intersections is art. And today I have a Memphis-based artist by the name of Rodan in the building with me. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. It's early. It's uh, early. I got you in this <laughs> junk early, don't it? Yeah. Uh, it's just the life of an artist. We spend most of our nights like really late. Uh, mm-hmm. trying to put out projects and whatnot, but uh, but I'm glad to be here. And that's what I was going to say. Is that like an artist thing, you guys? What time do you usually get up? Uh, about 10. What about time 10? That ain't bad. <laughs> I said get up. Bad. I didn't say get up and oh. do anything. I said just wake up. So, My yeah. bad. Okay, 10 <laughs> o'clock. Okay, Rodan, so what part of Memphis are you from? Born and raised in Hollywood, North Memphis. Hollywood, Hollywood North, North Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. yeah, born and raised in uh, Hollywood and Chelsea. I know um, what oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That was the old hood. Uh, every once in a while, I go back. Uh, sometimes get my hair cut there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's born and bred from the from the North Memphis. Okay. North Memphis. And, and what what does your family dynamic look like growing up out there in North Memphis? Uh, it was basically we were like the black Brady bunch. Uh, the black Brady bunch. <laughs> I like three that. boys, three girls. It was six of us, uh, and I was the baby. Baby. Yep. I was the baby. So yeah, You was full. Very and still am. Okay. As I'm told. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is so true. Uh when say, when you say I'm spoiled. I basically had a family full full of like parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my mom, my dad, and everybody else was mm-hmm. older, so they doted over me. Mm-hmm. I was the last one. So yeah, I'm very spoiled. And it's yeah, I can't get it out of me. I'm, I tried. I, I, can't. I can't. Okay. What was the young Rodan into? Um, of course, a lot of drawing. Um, in school when I wasn't supposed to. Doodle. That's normal. Doodling. Oh, no, well, I wasn't you doodling. Straight doing yeah, poetry. Straight, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, speak of the uh, family dynamic. Out of six of us, 
four naturally had the talent to draw. Mm-hmm. Four. That's awesome. Don't know where we got it from, but uh, out of the six, four did. I'm the only one that actually pursued it. So, and yeah, and I pursued it early on. So, yeah, that was my dynamic. It was like always drawing. Did you see completely. like your big brother or big sister drawing and like, let, let me try that? Is that how did you how you got into it? You know, uh, no. Um, I think they started to show what they could do when they saw what I could do. Me being mm. the youngest, it was like, you know, uh, they saw the talent because every child draws when they, you yeah. know, that's just how they express themselves. They're not taught to write. They naturally express themselves by drawing. That's just what kids do. So they sort of just started to share what they could do, uh, seeing what I could do. Okay, wow. It's so, running the family. It runs in the family. It literally <laughs> runs in the family. So yeah, that's but yeah, yeah, it was it was uh I had a great uh um childhood growing up with uh my brothers and sisters and you know, like I say, they doted over me. And still do. And still do. What high school did you attend? Uh Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Kingsbury, yep, yeah, Kingsbury. Uh, Hollywood Elementary, uh, walked to school, then from there bus to Kingsbury, Kingsbury Elementary, and then Kingsbury High. Okay. Junior, junior high, yeah. And what was yeah. Rodan doing over there at Kingsbury High School? What were you involved laying in? Low. Laying oh, low. Laying low. Yeah, I art didn't class. do much. Um, it, we didn't really have an art class or uh, uh, back then. I would say I really got into art classes. We, we did, I'm sorry. We did. Um, but I wasn't, like, active into my uh, art. I would say between uh, ninth grade till about the 11th grade. Really wasn't getting into my art. And then I got into it that senior year. Don't know why. Don't know why. Uh, I just kind of let it go. I would doodle a little bit here and there and there or whatever. But uh, uh, my senior year is really when I got into art again. Mm-hmm. But um, we had some great art teachers, uh, Coach Galloway. Coach Galloway was a great guy. Uh, he literally gave me the keys to the art class and said, hey, mm-hmm. I see your talent. You do whatever you whatever you need. It's here at your disposal. Here's the key. I said, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> normally I'm trying to get out of class and not, but he's giving me the key. And I, you know, that, that, that really um, set a foundation on somebody believing in me yeah. outside of my parents, of course, uh, somebody outside uh, believing in me and what I can do and, and uh, um, basically supporting me in that. I was like, oh man, that's, just, that's so cool. So it sounded like he really wanted to nurture that gift you had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So made the decision, um, to go from high school to TSU for one year just to get that black school experience. I got it. You wanted that HBCU experience? I got it, yeah. Look, you got it that I one it. year? I got it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Don't remember the one. Uh, no, I shouldn't say this at any rate, but don't remember one class, but I had a great oh, time. Oh, <laughs> I was about to ask, what did you major in? Was it uh, art? No, not, you know, I, I really wanted to boost my GPA up and then go to Memphis College of Art. Okay. Yes, that's that's what I wanted to do. That was the plan. Really wasn't to get into art, but uh, uh, wanted to just, uh, boost that up and uh, have a good time uh, while doing it. So. And you had a great time. I had a great time. Oh man, yeah. What was y'all yeah. doing over there having a great time? You remember the parties, don't you? Every you last one. <laughs> Every last one. It, you know, it was that 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 experience. First time being away from home. Yes. Of course. Nashville. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And that was it. Was. This is not the Nashville. That's now. what I was about to say. That was a different Nashville. Yes, it was a different Nashville back then. It was considered right. like 
Memphis's little brother. Little brother, not a big brother. Daddy, at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. killing us. They're killing us. And, we, and I think we're, we're, we're getting there. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was the first time being away from home. Uh, um, I had my roommate. Um, he was from Memphis. And that kind of, you know, kind of made things a little bit better because I had somebody to kind of, you know, relate to who was right. also from Memphis. So, uh, yeah, we had a, had a good time at uh, good time. Yeah, I did. But you came back and went to Memphis College of Art immediately. immediately. Well, you know, I took a year off. I took okay. a year off. Uh, banked up a little money, went to work, uh, got my grounding, and and then went to uh, Memphis College of Art. Had a great time. Had some great, great uh, professors and teachers, uh, all like minded. Um, it was a it was a great time. Great time. Great time at Memphis College of Art. Now, what would you say um, that you focused on specifically in Memphis College of Art? Was it a certain discipline, or you pretty much learned, you know, the Everything. history to? Uh, what does that curriculum look like in Memphis um, College of Art? They did have an art cl- uh, art history class, um, but of course, you know, when it comes down to the uh, that side of it, I I wasn't interested. I want hey, I'm, let me use my hands. I want to use this. I want <laughs> let me use my hands. And uh, um, but it was it was art classes, um, mostly like uh, fine arts, drawing, uh, painting. Uh, I got a quick story on painting, um, sculpture. Oh, uh, graphic design. They had a, they had a host of they had a, almost anything that you wanted uh, uh, pertaining to art at Memphis College of Art. But uh, I was like, you know, I just want to touch everything, just kind of get an idea on uh, mm-hmm. what's gonna really uh, uh, float my boat and make me hey say hey, this is this is what I want to do. And what did you this lean towards? Drawing. Okay. Purely drawing. Purely drawing. And for the longest uh, before I came Rodan. Uh, all I did was a detailed drawing, a pencil drawing, mm-hmm. and they were they were they were pretty good. They were pretty good. Uh, met another artist by the name of Emory Franklin, love him to death, and he is the reason why I'm here now. He said, "Hey, I love your drawings, but mm-hmm. you need to start painting." Okay, why did he say that? Um, because he was doing well at it. Okay, about and, that money. Yeah, and and uh, I met him at an uh, what is that African April event he did the poster and i met him and um he said man i've seen your senior drawings they're great but i'm in this big room celebrating him and he did this painting of uh uh, this of the actual poster and i'm looking at the success i'm I'm looking at it you don't you don't have to explain it i'm I'm looking at him oh man they're making this big deal over him and this this whole thing of him doing the painting and he said but you really not need to start doing painting I said, Emory, I hate it. I hate it in, in, in Memphis College of Art. Mm. It was messy. I didn't know. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand color. Uh, it was. It was. I, I just could control it. I said, I hated it. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yeah, but you need to start painting. Mm. And I'm looking like, Okay, I'm looking <laughs> all these people here celebrating this guy and his work, which is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. So I took an entire year off didn't do anything just relearn everything that i was taught at memphis college of art mm-hmm. which was over 20 years ago 30 years ago mm. so I, I took a whole year off study other artists uh, their approach and their mediums and what they use and, how, and brush strokes and whatnot i just took an entire year off just to study it mm-hmm. and then that, that that next year that's when i start to buy uh, all the things that I needed to actually do my painting. But now it's like, you know, you need 
I fell in love with it. And then the notoriety, notoriety and, and things came later mm-hmm. to where I am now. And I thank God for where I am now. Uh, but I fell in love with the process first. Yeah. And there a lot of artists out there, they, they say, man, I'm not selling anything. Uh, uh, man, I see you doing this. I said, well, there's a, there's a, there was just a long process. It was a seven-year process to get here. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen yesterday. There was a long process. The thing is, I enjoyed the process. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists see here, but they didn't see here. And okay. when you're in the middle. So they're, they're looking at uh, where I am now, and they're like, man, this is what I want. But you have to go through the process, and you have to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process, you're going to quit. Okay. And isn't that amazing because, you know, you were fighting that need to learn how to paint for the longest. For the longest. Hated like, it. I'm not, uh, uh. Hated it. And look at you thriving to this day. I wouldn't it? do anything else. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. And you have to love uh, what you do. And, and you, you will hear me say this a lot. If you don't enjoy the process, even in a painting, you, there, you, there's a foundation. You, there's a good drawing behind it, and then you build from there, and it takes time. Um, normally, a painting would take about a good 17, 18, 20 hours, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just straight work. Um, and you can get lost in that process if you don't respect it or enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because every time I do something, I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm learning. I'm taking pictures. Oh, oh, okay, this works. That doesn't work. Okay, I like that. And if you don't enjoy that process... You will you will soon get lost in what you're doing, and you'll quit. That's what most artists do. They quit. Is that where some of the terminology of struggling artists comes from? Like, wh- where does that term come from? I don't know. Why um, do people say that? I never experienced it. <laughs> you never experienced it? No. Because, because here's the thing. For years, my saying was push and paint, push and paint, push and paint. I wasn't trying to... Uh, actually chase anything like notoriety or, uh, or money. I just wanted to get a self-fulfillment of actually doing my work. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with that. I fell in love with that. And I put it out there. My first painting that I put out there was like seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago I did my first painting of a Marvin Gaye. A Marvin Gaye. Uh, yeah, yeah. How and did you choose to paint Marvin? Uh, well, first of all, it was Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, I'm sorry. It's, it's Marvin Gaye. I mean, it's, <laughs> why would you not paint Marvin Gaye? But, uh, and saying that, I wanted to do somebody who who really, um, uh, what, I'm looking, what, what I'm looking for, the actual, somebody who stood for black folks. Uh, um, he was he was talented. He was, um, and, and I love the latter Marvin, who became conscious, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's one thing about my art. I do a lot of pictures of, of people who done something like huge for Black culture, mm-hmm. and I like to tell their story and continue to tell their story. And a lot of times, when I do a, a piece of someone, they say, "Who is that?" There's a conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a conversation. This is the first Black. This is the first Black woman. This is the first Black. And there's that conversation. So anybody who's done anything for black folks uh, uh, from civil rights to music to literature, whatever that is, I want to continue to tell their story. Mm-hmm. 
by doing a piece of them and keep that conversation going and keep their education going on what these people did for us. Yes. So that's a lot of my subject matter does cover uh, uh, black artists or, or black um, civil rights and, and so forth. So. Okay. Well, Rodan, we're going to get more into um, some of your current work, and we're going to get into also how the name Rodan came up when we come back from this break right yes, here yes, on the yes. Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey guys, we're back here on the Verbally Effective Podcast, your host, Ina Esco, and I'm here with Memphis-based artist Rodan. Rodan, let's talk about this name, because I feel like Rodan is giving me some ambiance, and I don't know if it's your government name, but uh, how did we come (laughs) up with Rodan? (laughs) Well, it's actually part of my government name. My actual name is Daniel Ross. Uh, Friends and family call me Danny. Uh, so Rodin came from one Augusta Francois Rodin, which is spelled R O D I N, spelled and uh, pronounced in French Rodin. Uh, one of my favorite artists. He was mostly known for sculpture, so like the the Thinker, uh, um, uh, the Gates of Hell. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite artists, Rodin. So I said, cool. My last name is Ross R O. My first name is Daniel D A N Rodin. Mm-hmm. That's how I came up. I got you. And you, and you said your one of your favorite artists is Rodan. Yeah. And he comes from the Gates of Hell and the He yeah, one of one of the two most famous things that he did sculpture wise was The Thinker and uh this huge, massive uh uh sculpture like wall size called The Gates of Hell. So, okay. And yeah. what's so intriguing about that to you? It's it's one of the things I couldn't master or, or try or never really just tried sculpture. And one thing I did, uh, I studied a lot of his drawings. He had some crazy, awesome drawings. And that's one thing I stress to all artists. Your drawings will dictate how well your painting, that is the foundation. You have to have a strong, strong base, uh, uh, knowledge of drawing uh, in order to build your piece. Mm-hmm. So everything that I do, there's a strong pencil drawing before I literally start to paint. You have to perfect that. You literally, and I will say this, you can learn how to draw. You can. It's proven. I've done it with my son. <laughs> I've got two boys, uh, Ian and Daniel. Daniel uh, Jr., uh, he, he has the talent, like just like me. Mm-hmm. Ian, no, he does okay. not. But he, he can learn. Not. I taught him. Ooh, I we. taught him. And I taught him. It's so like if you think about it, when we were born, we could not write. Mm-hmm. We had to be taught shapes, whatnot, 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 and then muscle memory, and you have you write. It's the same concept with drawing. Mm-hmm. So you're expressing yourself um, not with words, but you're expressing yourself with lines, shapes, and forms to build a picture. Mm-hmm. And and you literally can learn how to draw. And I am going to uh, start a drawing class here at some point. I've been saying it for a year now. People's like you gotta do it. <laughs> is, is it for adults or for kids or for, for adults? Okay, for adults. And the reason I, I I want to do something for adults is that um it 
truly enhances your cognitive ability uh, um, when you're using your creative side. Mm-hmm. I solely uh, uh, um, believe in that. Um, how do you fight dementia and, and, and um, Alzheimer's and things like that? You have to exercise the brain. Mm-hmm. It's just like your muscles. You have to exercise that. And you also have to exercise your creativity. Mm-hmm. And you do that through drawing or just being creative. So I, I, want, I, I truly believe that if people started to exercise that right side of the brain, then you're trying to figure out, like, oh, man, how did this guy think of this? You know, in just normal work situations, like you're in the boardroom, you're, you're, you're bouncing ideas around, and this person over here who's probably not as educated as anybody else, but they're using this side versus that side. Nothing that was taught just come purely from creativity. And I truly believe that drawing will enhance that so yes. you know you can, it's so many problems you can solve just by using creativity on this side That's not true. on this side this this is talk this is this is this is this is talk over here mm-hmm. just comes out like that yeah. so you have to exercise that so i truly believe that you can yes get rid of and i'm not gonna say get rid of alzheimer's or, or or anything like that but i think you truly can fight it yeah. If if you just stay active on that side of your brain, stay truly. active. Now you you just told me you taught Ian how to draw. Um, Rodan, I have a son, a seventeen year old that's an artist. I, I knew Ooh. it very early on when he was young. Right, mm-hmm. that boy was fighting uh, that gift he had for so long, and now he's back utilizing it and he didn't started his own right. t-shirt line with Sounds his art right. on the back yes yes oh, i love <laughs> but that mama had to keep on well, baby that. pick up the yes. sketch pad yes and that's one thing i do tell parents uh always encourage them mm-hmm. always encourage them um they may drop it like i did like your yeah, son did you i did yeah it happens it, it's just what you do yeah Got into something else exactly because you have so many competing um um things going on in the world that it will pull you from your natural ability or the things that you naturally can do mm-hmm. because you're chasing something over here that's shiny, and it's only going to be shiny for a while until it gets dull, and then you chase that. But what you should be chasing is what you naturally, that God-given t- uh, gift, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever, whatever that, that is. is. Whatever that is. And you know what? Um, I want to ask you this. Do you frequent a lot of art shows here in Memphis? I don't. Um, I don't. Not at this point now um probably because i'm like crazy busy um so i i i, I don't yeah but you, don't. but you've been to an art show yeah. a time or two yeah, yeah, let yeah. me ask you this as an artist and a lover of art what is the first thing you look at when you look at a piece of art is, is there something specific that you're looking at because you know you see let's just say we're watching a, a a show on TV and they're at an art show it looks like it's a a, a science behind this mm-hmm. when you go to an art show and you figure the painting out like you said it's a conversation to be had yeah is it just a conversation oh well that looks like they're doing this or mm-hmm. I love those colors is what is it about it so if it's if it's uh, something nondescript or like an abstract, then I'm not looking at it, but I'm looking at it. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, I'm 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 literally trying to see what's what's leading my eye. What's what's what stands out? Yeah, what stands out? Uh, I'm looking at form. I'm looking at shape. Um, is it visually interesting? Mm-hmm. If it's not, 
I don't have to say it's not visually interesting. I'm just not looking at it. I'm looking at something else. Mm-hmm. If it's a um, person of, uh, of um, celebrity or whatever it is, then I'm looking for anatomically correctness. It's what just, is that? Oh, anatomically is that, correctness. That, I like that, that word. Uh, that's a big word. I, Break it I, down I, for me. I press myself. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so one thing that you'll notice, uh, in a lot of my work, a lot of the, uh, cigar, um, pieces that I do, you know, you have hands and that's only hands and whatnot, um, which hands, facial features and whatnot is the hardest thing to draw, period, mm-hmm. period. You master that, you can do anything else. Mm-hmm. You master that. Have you mastered that? Um, um, I would think I have. Okay. Uh, I, I would think I, I I'm trying <laughs> to be modest. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm try- <laughs> you being <laughs> I'm real I'm modest, be modest. Right I would say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I studied that like in high school. Mm-hmm. The first thing I drew really was um, some hands holding the world. I still had it in my studio right now, and I just like to go back and look at my it. My son has, has a piece with his hands in the world. Yes. Keep it. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell him keep it. And tell him to. Tell them keep it, and tell them to also just continue to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, draw and and practice with hands. So when you're drawing hand, it should look like a hand. It should look the fingers should be anatomically correct. The facial features should be anatomically correct. How do you figure that out? If you draw something or paint something, take it and put it in the mirror. The mirror will. I don't know why. The mirror. The mirror will really just show. Oh, that's off. It's off. That's off. I don't figured that out one time uh, uh, back at home when I was back in 30 years ago. I just put the piece up. Oh, man, God, that's not right. Mm. To the eye, it's, it's fine. But when you put it in the mirror, that image bounces back. That reflection, it shows imperfections. I don't know why, but it does. Mm-hmm. So you, 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 you just practice, 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 practice. And um, when you master anatomically correctness, mm. draw anything. Okay. Anatomically. I just like saying Anatomically that. Anatomically correctness, like, honey. I just like saying that. Now, let's talk about portraits. You do a lot of those? I do. I do. I've got uh, a pretty nice backlog of uh, portraits that I have. Um, uh, one in particular, um, just two weeks ago, about yeah, two weeks ago, a client said, hey, man, I saw your work at uh, Robusto. Um, I have this picture that I want you to paint. And uh, I met him up there. I met him up there, and he had this picture from 1973 mm. of his dad uh, smoking a cigar. I said, oh, man, that's so cool. And it's, it's a picture from 1973, so it's grainy and distorted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it through my app to clean it up, and um, stuff like that I just love. Because one thing is challenging. Mm-hmm. It's challenging because I got to fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. And when you fill in the blanks, that enhances your skills. Enhance yes. your skills, you get better at what you do. So anything that's a challenge, I take it on. Gotcha. It on. So gotcha. Yeah, I do quite a I do quite a bit of those. Has yeah. has all of your customers been pleased with those portraits? You know, um <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah. not please. Here, here's the thing. I had I had a, some clients in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um it was of him, his wife, and I painted them to the T. It was not only anatomically correct, it was them correct. And I said, wait a minute. That's nice. I love it. However, take However. their chin off. Oh, shave, oh, <laughs> shave that nose look. down just a little bit. Uh, um, 
take those wrinkles out just a little bit. I said, okay, they they want them ten years ago. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I, okay, that's fine. So I've 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 not said, oh, that's not me. And and before I release it to them, I mean, I've got to be satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm satisfied with it, and then I release it. Um, but typically, I'll I'll let them look at it. If any changes, because they know their parents or whoever they are, um, I I don't know them. You right. know how what they look like. I'm going off this picture, and that's the only thing I got to go on. Mm-hmm. So if if there's some changes, I'll, I'll allow those. I welcome those because I want their work, their piece to be exactly how they. They wanted you to brush them junts up like like they do like, now, like, like they do brush. on on Instagram. Well, you know, like Kim yeah. Kardashian, oh, yeah. she got to get her stuff touched yes. up. Yeah, and had to make that chin a little longer. <laughs> Take a few age wrinkles out. Okay, okay, that's fine. I can do that. No problem. No yes. problem. Well, Rodan, let's talk about this piece behind us of rap artists that we lost not too uh, long man. ago. Yes. Um, yes. My boy, Young Dolph. How did this picture all come about? I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, I wanted to do something. It, for, for those who know my work, um, I typically do artists or celebrities in my signature colors, like the purples, the blues, the oranges, and yellows, and whatnot. Um, I said, let me do one. I've never done this. Let me do one of Dolph, of a celebrity who's, who's gone, and natural skin tone. Mm-hmm. This is the first. This is, this is the first time actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great skin tone, dark skin, nice dark skin brother. Uh, he had great rich, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to practice and play with uh, skin tones, and that's how that came out. I, I think it came out pretty good. It did. It really did. Yeah. 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 Wow. You know what? You should show. Um, have you shared this with with his family? Have you? No. You know what? Um, I don't repost uh, or download to my website. Uh, um, just out of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone commissions me to do a piece of Dolph. Fine, we'll collaborate on it. Um, but just out of respect, I just feel that I don't want to profit off of it. Does gotcha. that make sense? Yeah. So um I don't I don't really just do a like sell t shirts with my work on it with his image on it. I, I just just out of respect. So. Right, right. Now, um when I was reading the information that you sent me prior to us sitting here today. I saw that you focused on loose realism. What does that mean? So it's a, it's how uh, a kind of like a technique that you use, um, not exactly coloring in, inside the lines, mm-hmm. but not getting it out to the point where it starts to get distorted and you don't know what this is. So <laughs> it's, it's a balance. It's a balance. Mm-hmm. But the thing is now it's like uh, my work is tightened up. I, it's not as loose. Mm-hmm. It's gotten pretty tight. Tight realism. Yeah. Anatomically. Like anatomically. And anatomically <laughs> correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tight realism. I like that now. I think that's, that's I may go with that. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Go with that. Go oh, wow. With that. Now, um, I know you have a huge love for hip hop. Tell me how hip hop and art merges for you in your life. Wow. Um, first of all, I fell in love with hip-hop. 1976, June, 
7th at the Mid-South Coliseum. He know the date. It was hot. Not too hot. I had on my Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> I had on my Adidas with the fat laces. Going to a Ron DMC uh, concert. You was ready. 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 Who headlined him? Houdini and LL Cool J. Mm. I Friends. fell in love. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, oh, my God. Unforgettable. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was, I fell in love with hip hop then. Okay. Um, and now in my studio, I listen to old school hip hop in my studio. So that inspires you as you work. Yeah, it does. Okay. It, it's, I don't know why it flows. I don't know why it works. Um, it's, it's, I don't, I, I really can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I do love doing uh, is to, uh, uh, I think you know Brother John of 88.5, uh, we'll, we'll throw these uh, pop-ups or pop-offs where he's DJing and I'm painting. Mm-hmm. And he's playing all these oh, dope old school hip-hop songs. And I'm just in my element. I got a crowd behind me. I forgot they were there. Mm-hmm. I'm like this. And I'm <laughs> forgot anything was going on. I'm rocking mm-hmm. to what he's playing. That is that is that is my element. That yes. is my element. Uh, and that is what I do in my studio. Gotcha. So and that's one thing when I do those uh live paintings, um, I'm literally sharing with the weird world live with what I do in my studio. It's the same process, except for I've got a whole bunch of folks back there watching me. Gotcha. So that that whole thing, I, this is I, I just set my radio to uh, old school hip hop mm-hmm. and just paint away. Gotcha. Just paint away. That is wow. my case. Well, Rodan, how can uh, people purchase your art, and how can they continue to follow your journey? Yeah, reach out to me. Um, social media, Rodan sixty four IG. Uh, Rodan Ross on Facebook and my website. You got to purchase some stuff uh, on, on my website, uh, RodanArt.com. And you go in there and choose whatever format you want and mm-hmm. just buy whatever. Um, reach out to me. And if you got like a specific project, which I love those, you know, I love working with people. They always throw on these, these crazy challenges and that's what makes me better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just reach out to me and we will make it happen. We'll collaborate and make your piece happen uh one off a, a one off piece uh uh we can we can make it happen we can make it happen amazing any advice or last words for up and coming artists practice 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 don't worry about who's looking don't worry about who sees it don't worry about likes don't worry about uh comments perfect your craft and enjoy the process Again, I'm saying it again. I'm saying it again. If you don't enjoy the process, you're going to get bored and you're going to drop it. Mm-hmm. And you may be cutting that off right at that point where you want to, you know, find that happy place. Whatever your happy place is, uh, you know, if you just want to be creative and just do your own art just for your own house. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to get notarized or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. fine. But Practice, 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 and enjoy the process. You got to. 
Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Well, thank you so much, Rodan, for joining me today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. You have definitely been a treat, Mr. Anatomically Correct, correct. Mr. Tight Realism. Tight Realism. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. Please subscribe on all streaming platforms and at Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Thanks.